Riley's lips twitched as soft ebony curls ghosted above his bare stomach, lower and lower, tickling his hips and teasing that tight strip of flesh just below his belly button. A deep, satisfied growl rumbled in his chest like distant thunder as anticipation teetered on impatience. But it was a good, burning sort of anticipation. Holy fuck, it was good. Stretching, he gave Curls the access she needed, and... So I'm thinking we're going to settle on Coral with deep navy blue accents for the main theme. That should complement the nautical look Beckett wants. Why was his roommate's voice in his dream? Shaking off the distraction, his palm lowered, fingers gently nodding in the satin ringlets to better direct the ebony waves going down on him. His body hardened as soft kisses teased his happy trail, and she got to work. Yes. Rolling his shoulders, he stretched his hips and drew in a slow breath. Heaven. The first true sensation of tongue to tip had his toes pointing as the heat of her pouty lips. Whatever you want, toots. It's your day. Oh, God, no. What the hell was his sister doing in his dream? Get out, Rarity. Get out. The ethereal weight of the dark-haired woman's touch faded. No. 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 There was a soft, girly sigh. I can't believe it's actually happening. I'm going to be Mrs. Beckett Grayson. Emma, his roommate, was definitely there, too. Damn it. They were ruining everything. This was his time, not their time. Dream blowjob time. The anticipation of sin and sex paled as Emma's voice carried on about champagne toasts and processionals. His roommate's incessant wedding planning was officially intruding on everything. The loft used to be a sanctuary. The day Emma got engaged, their living situation took a turn for the worse as girly crap slowly corroded every square inch of his life, even his fantasies. Passing out on the couch was a dangerous gamble, leaving him widely susceptible to wedding babble bullshit when he could have been enjoying some nice fantasy head. Will I be wearing coral or navy? His sister asked, then mumbled, Say navy, say navy. Emma did that tiny chirp she claimed was a laugh. You can wear navy, but there's nothing wrong with coral. You know how I feel about pink, Rarity reminded. Coral's not pink. It's in the family. Fine. You'll wear navy, but you're wearing a dress. Rarity groaned with resignation. She'd always be the brother he never had. Fine. But Lexi's wearing a tux. Look at these carnation balls I found in this issue of I Do. My florist can make them in the coral. It was as if he were invisible. They just kept yapping and yapping. They look pink to me, Rarity said. He growled obnoxiously. That's it. Do you two mind? I'm trying to sleep. And I lost Fantasy Girl. A throw pillow smacked him in the face. Then don't use the couch as your bed, dumbass. It's noon. Go to your own room if you want quiet, his sister snapped. Sorry, Riley. We'll be more quiet. Emma apologized, then whispered. We could use navy ribbons to hang the balls off the white chairs we're renting for the ceremony. Their loft was spacious. 
Did they have to stage these womanly talks right on top of him? They could have at least moved to the kitchen ten feet away, or better yet, parked this prenuptial symposium all the way down the hall in Emma's freaking room. The wedding plans carried on ceaselessly, as they had since Beckett proposed to Emma six months ago, and Riley once again considered how much happier he'd be renting his own place. Sharing a loft with two girls, one being his sister, hadn't been a bad setup until that damn ring and all those girly magazines came along. Before the dawn of the bridal apocalypse, everything was kosher.